This week, join us as we discuss budget-saving options when it comes to clothes for both our littles and ourselves. So, it's time to lock the bathroom door, pour a glass of wine, and take a deep breath. Welcome to the 80s Mom Podcast. Good evening, ladies! Good evening! Hello there, friends. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. (laughs) Same over here. Awesome. I have been trying to learn to spin my own wool into yarn. It's not working very well. Uh, Hashtag winter project fails. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I will get better. I was not this good when I started. I was not very good when I started knitting either. It's all good. It's just what it is. I also think my spindle is probably too heavy. But this week, we're not talking about Ray's strange hobbies. We are discussing, (laughs) funnily enough, something tangential to Ray's strange hobbies. We're talking about budget-friendly clothing. So, like... It is insane how fast our kids grow through stuff. Oh my god. (laughs) That is why thrift stores are a thing. Amen. And secondhand stores are also good if you're making sure that you're actually getting, you know, a good buy on something. I don't sell my stuff to secondhand shops, but by the time we've gone through it, it's really not sellable anymore. We write it till you can't write it no more. I add length onto stuff. I gotta start doing that. I've gotta measure Xandria for a dress. I have a two and a half year old who is the same size as his four and a half year old cousin. (laughs) So I just buy like, he's been in size five shirts since he turned two and he's grown into them. So I'll just buy like a size seven shirt and I how big is your husband? Six seven. <gasps> okay. Oh, okay. That makes that sense. would be why. Xandria's in a four and she turns five next week. Yeah, little man is Ooh. like an inch shorter than his cousin, so it's gonna be interesting to see them as they grow up. <laughs> At some point B will stop growing and I think Alexandria will get taller than B. Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, my little mostly man will just... Yeah. The only difference in them my, is... My I will just power over everyone. Oh! Does Dandria need a snowsuit? No, I think we actually still have one. Okay. Because we buy things multiple... If we think we're going to use them, we buy multiple sizes. Um, So I think we have a 4 or 5, I think, at my in-laws. She doesn't go out in the okay. snow at our house because mommy sucks. <laughs> I hate snow. On the I bright- hear you. So, I finally got Christmas last night. Or yesterday afternoon. Uh, Santa finally came. Me and Jason went what on a... What took him so long? Uh, <laughs> Mommy and Daddy needed time to go to REI without Azandria. <laughs> so, I now have these. I need to post pictures on the MeWe. Oh... And I'm going to pause this. Hold on. They are intimidatingly sturdy. Do you see these, Letty? Oh, I'm jealous. I want a pair. These are almost $300 hiking boots. Please tell me you got a good oh, deal. Bad. Uh, No, we paid full price. $267 in tax. Wow. Those will last you a while, though. Well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. There, There is a budget-saving clothing, and then there is the last pair of these I had. I had from the time me and Jason had been dating for one month until we moved into this house two and a half years ago. We've been together almost eight years. And the tread looked brand new on the bottom of the shoes I'd worn for five years straight, daily. Wow. And they have metal shanks. So, like, I can stand on my stairs 
with like two inches of my foot on the stair and I feel and I feel um, steady. Because wow. the metal shank in them goes like here. These are not, these don't move. They're not flexible shoes. I tried on a pair yesterday that were flexible and I'm like, I do not feel stable at all in these shoes because they have a rock wall that you can, um, that's like inclined and has outcropping so you can try your shoe because they're hiking boots. They're made to be used for hiking. So you can try to make sure that you feel sturdy if you're on like rocks. And the first set, I was like, I don't know where the shank in these is. These don't feel like they have a shank in them at all. And I put these on and I'm like, the Jason goes, how are those? I go, these are heavenly. He goes, make sure they feel perfect because when you buy shoes that are this expensive, $267, you want them, you do not wear them in. They fit perfectly the day you buy them. Yes. There is no breaking in expensive shoes. They either fit you or you need different shoes. I need a pair, but I like my shoes to be more rubbery. I don't like them so stiff and... It helps me feel stable because often I tend to trip and fall. So the stability helps me with uh, movement. See, that's funny for me. It's the opposite. If I can feel the ground and everything underneath me better, I'm less likely to fall. I prefer feeling the ground underneath me, but I've gone down enough sets of stairs to rather have the shank in my shoe. Been there, done that, same here. <laughs> when we had a Pyrenees at our old house before we were married and before, obviously, before we had Xandria, uh, she was tethered outside of my in-law's house because we lived next door to each other. And she had managed, it was like six inches of snow, and she had managed to go all the way up the stairs in the snow, these stairs were not brushed off, and I had to climb up there to get her off and get her back down, and the only thing that saved my life were my damn hiking boots in that shank, because wow. I could not see where the stairs were. And now you know why I like my hiking boots to be stiff and me know where to yeah. be able to stand on, like, an inch of foot. The other shoes you could not do that with. There's not There was not enough support in the sole to stand on only two inches of stair without falling backwards unless you have really good balance i don't need great balance to be able to do that in these but i don't like not being able to feel the ground but the stability is worth the offset although driving earlier today in these shoes was fun because i've never driven in hiking boots my hiking boots the um the ferals were leather and they broke in my old pair it's just what failed. It wasn't the shoe. It was just where the laces went through. Yeah. And that was before I learned how to drive. So <laughs> I'd never been driving in hiking boots. Wearing five pound shoes certainly puts a new term, a new a new meaning to the term uh, lead foot. All day. Because <laughs> these things are not light shoes. But unlike my Walmart specials, they will last longer. And my feet won't get wet in rain puddles because they're Gore-Tex, which is nice. Because I don't even think buying Nike... I don't think buying a $500 pair of Nikes is as good as buying a really, really good weatherproof hiking boot. I don't know what brand these are. I had Vasques last time, but these aren't Vasques. These are Loa's. L-O-W-A. Loas. They're great. They're comfortable. Anyway, on to budget buying, which this can be considered a budget buy because if they cost $267 and they last me five years, then let's see. Let's see if I can get my computer to work. Oh, my numlock got turned off. 267 Divided by five is $53 a year. If you divide that per month, it's less than $5 a month. Which is more than what I pay a month on Walmart specials because they last me about two or three months and I pay $20 a go. So, budget buying. But again, Christmas present. <laughs> From my loving husband. Because I have been complaining for like two and a half years that I missed my hiking boots. 
That's wonderful. They are great. That's why they're sitting down here next to me, because I wore them until I came down here. <laughs> Put them on. Don't take them off. So, we were talking earlier about thrift stores. I like Goodwill. I am not a fan of Salvation Army's, um, what they spend their money on. Like, gay conversion stuff, and they don't like to accept gay people into their shelters. and So I don't usually go to Salvation Army. I don't even know that there's a Salvation Army near me. I'm sure there is, I just don't know where. I think Goodwill does a better job of advertising. Yes, they do a much better and job their of stores advertising. Are, stores are really nice. Yeah. These ones I've been in. Um, we have a store that opened up here near Chicago, and it's called Savers. I've heard of Savers. And I have come to like it more than Good Goodwill. I can't remember the so. last time I went to Goodwill. Aside from dropping off donations, I've been pretty bad about going. Same here. Where do you tip? Where do you typically go, Cecily? If I needed to look nice, definitely Goodwill. If I need the cheapest thing that I can repair, Salvation Army. <laughs> That's fair. My secret and the secret of many people in the Society for Creative Anachronism is the Goodwill Outlet Store. We have three of them in the greater St. We have two or three. I think we have three now in the greater St. Louis area. You can go there and you can buy bed sheets for 25 cents a pound. And do you know what a bed sheet is? A fabric. lot of fabric. A whole lot of fabric. Yep. As long as you're careful of the fiber content, you won't regret it. I buy 100% cotton bed sheets. Turn them into clothing. Nice. Don't buy polyester. You do, you will hate yourself. Don't wear polyester. I can't touch polyester. I have sensory issues and gives me the heebie-jeebies. So 100% cotton and wool for me. If I accidentally get polyester bed sheets, I just use them for mock-up dresses and patterns. I, I have don't a couple like it, but... top sheets that I'm thinking about turning into dresses for B. I got a dress Because they're pattern. pretty, but they're also falling apart. <laughs> right. I had one that was falling apart. Not. It's not down here. I'm. Lo I was looking for it. I'm not sure where it is. Offhand, to be honest with you. Um. That I wanted to turn into a dress. Probably upstairs, upstairs in my junk uh, laundry basket. I have a laundry basket full of like junk fabric that sometimes I'll use for mock-ups. I just kind, it just kind of hangs around. Uh, and then I have one, or I think I have two. I have two totes, sealed totes of good fabric, which I get at like fabric discount stores. There are a couple in Springfield, Missouri. And there's one in Cape Girardeau, I hear, but I haven't been there. And there's one in Springfield, Missouri. It's a fabric outlet. I got some really nice linen there. Or it's a linen cotton blend, I can't remember. I got it a while ago. But Goodwill outlets are your friends. You can find clothes there. You can, well, it's anything the Goodwill didn't accept goes to these places. And it's like a huge warehouse full of, I kid you not, they're like plastic troughs. And they just bring them out and everybody <laughs> goes through them. And you should bring, like, dish gloves. They also sell gloves. Because there's going to be broken wow. shit in there and one does not want to cut one's hands on dirty, broken things. Yep. It's also 10 cents an inch for books and they have a certain price on, like plates and things, but I've never bought any, so I can't remember what it is. It's stupid cheap, though. So if you bring something to Goodwill, yeah, if you bring something to Goodwill that's not in a bag or a box, this is where it goes. Because they won't put it on the shelf if it's not in a bag or a box. Or when they get it. I never knew that. 
I didn't either. I did not either until they told me. Like, oh, wow. okay. I make sure to put things in bags. Well, I'm glad they don't boxes. throw the stuff away. I'm sure the stuff at the outlet gets sense. thrown away at some point. But it definitely goes there first. If either of you ever come down here, I would be happy to take you. I haven't been since Andrea was a baby, but I won't take her. It's just too much of a pain in the butt. I was saying, I think we need an 80s mom podcast weekend. We do. So bad. (laughs) (sighs) I'm so sick of winter. We are planning our spring garden. I just spent like $130 at Baker Creek. And their delivery dates are 30 to 60 days out right now. If you need seeds, let me know. I have a shit ton of them. Oh, we got... We have a ton of seeds, too. Most of them are so old. Because we buy seeds every year. And then whatever we don't use goes back back in the seed box. And we step out of the seed box, but we always buy new seeds and we (laughs) accumulate. If if you're missing... If there's something that you're missing, I may have it. So just... Let me know, and I can send them to you, and they'll be there much faster than in Baker Creek's time. Yeah, well, welcome to COVID. You know. But we do. We need a... We need a weekend. Soon. So, I also said... I also added into our notes... Tablecloths also make good clothes. I have some tablecloths and some runners for... uh, my medieval reenactment stuff to turn into certain like trims and stuff for dresses. Again, you just want to try to make sure you know what the materials are. And I will make a note. Burn test video. There is a video Morgan Donner did recently, which is a how to tell what fiber something is made out of by using a burn test and a bleach test. And I think she may have used something else and I can't remember what it was now. I have not used tablecloths for clothes, but I use them to make curtains. Same thing with sheets. It's, it's oh, cheaper yeah. to use sheets for curtains. Yeah, it's the same, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's so, just going to depend on whether you think you can wear said item or not. So you, I mean, be as picky as you want to be, but you can totally get used bed sheets cheap. On that note, Mend your damn clothes. What? Why can't I throw it and just run to Walmart and get a replacement? Because <laughs> it won't last more than a month before it starts getting holes in it, says the person who's currently who everything but my socks came from Walmart. But I've also had these socks for almost eight years. So <laughs> obviously they didn't come from Walmart. Yeah. Mend your clothes if you can. My sister-in-law mends her jeans on a regular basis. I wear leggings and I could probably mend them. Socks are kind of important to mend, especially if they're made out of good material, if they're cotton socks. I think it depends on how much you're really trying to stretch your dollar. I need to get better at mending, but at the same time, the only clothes I really have issues that I need to mend would be my leggings, my jeggings. I guess because um get holes in the thighs. And I, I got together and I'm just like, oh, I hate that part. Yep, I have one where I've got like a six inch gradually getting bigger like rip along the seam because the seams are just not finished very well. So I will show you guys and I will post pictures on the MeWe. I know I say this all the time and I will take pictures as soon as we are done recording so that they actually do. I think my biggest issue is I've been wearing the jeggings from Walmart for several years and about two years ago they switched brand name so and they definitely changed up the quality because I used to get almost a year and a half out of my jeggings and now I'm lucky if I get six months. Yeah, I'm wearing Halloween jeggings but somebody the other day was like nice but stuff really can't be mended well. No, no. Stretchy stuff can't. So, like, no. my shirt... I'm gonna take this one off. I always wear two shirts. So, if you look... I don't know how well you guys can see, but I'm gonna try to show you. Do you see how this is surged? 
Yep. Okay. I know it's not the greatest quality that people will get better pictures. So this is surged, which means these are raw. These edges are raw, which means it's going to fail there. I mean, surging is better than nothing. But it's not it's not finished. It's just surged. So like none of these are finished. And this is So it. what's finished? I'm going to show you what finished is. All right. As soon as I get my shirt back on because it's warm down here, but I am habitually cold. And since I am habitually cold, I need to put my shirt back on. I wear long sleeve flannels because they're comfy. Okay. This is a finished seam. Oh, where it's sewn to it. There are no raw edges. All the raw edges are inside of the seam. This is called flat filling. There are more than one ways to finish a seam. All of the seams on this dress, all except for the hem, which I haven't finished yet, all of the seams on this dress, which is the shoulder here, around here, this one, this one, this one, and I've got two gussets on each side, so that's three seams on each side. Those are all hand-finished, flat-filled stitch, flat-filled seams. That shirt is wow. not going to... F- oh, and the gores in the... um. Or the gussets. I get gussets and gores confused. So if anybody is actually really good at making clothes and actually knows which ones I'm getting confused, feel free to email me. But also, I just can't keep them straight. So I have underarm inserts. Sorry, I'm running over a metal bracelet. Because my daughter was down here. So, because a failure point on these types of dresses is the underarm, what we often do what most people who know what they're doing often do, we'll put a insert, you see the insert right here in my underarm. Mm-hmm. So that's also, all four of those sides are flat filled. <laughs> wow. Miles of flat filling. Miles. Which means, if I have a failure in that dress, it's not going to be the seams. <laughs> Which is where me and Letty are talking about our leggings failing. They fail at the seams. Because the seams are not finished. They are surged. They are double stitched. And then they say, that's cheap. Fuck it. We're done. Pretty much. But to be fair, the pair of leggings I'm wearing that came from Walmart took a five-year-old in a Chinese factory five minutes to make. Yeah. That dress took me two, two and a half weeks. And I still haven't finished the bottom hem yet. I'm astounded you can do that in two and a half weeks. It's machine sewn. It's just hand finished. Okay. Yeah, true. I I did not hand stitch the entire thing together. I hand stitched the seams (laughs) to finish them. Because otherwise, because it doesn't show through... Like it. I'll take. I have tons of people asking me for pictures of this dress. This is the first piece of garb I've ever actually finished. So, like, you can't see my stitch work on these seams on the outside at all. How do you do that? Very carefully. One, you you pick okay. up one thread from both sides of the. Um, th- I would actually have to show you in person. Um. It's blind it's blind hemming. The apron Janet made for Letty has that done to it. I'll have to I'll share a picture of it to the um page because it is Her aprons are gorgeous. I cannot afford one right now, but they are gorgeous. I mean it was this is it was custom made because I wanted a longer apron and I can't find one that I like, so she made it for me. Yeah. So, but because of how that's finished, same with the apron, my, how the seams on my dress are finished, I didn't want the stitching to show through. So you can flat fill on a machine, but you're going to see the stitching on the other side, which is why my seams are all hand finished, so that you don't see the seam, you don't see the stitches on the other side. 
you can, in fact, do that so that it's decorative. For In this case, because this is a dress that's based basically on something that could have been made any time between Roman times and like 1500, you really don't want to see machine sewing. Even though I used a machine. And that's yeah. why that's finished. That. It is. And that's also why I was able to do it in two and a half weeks. One, I have a life. And two, I did it on a machine. I mean, the dress itself, other than the, um, it was the cuffs and the neckline that took me so long. And the neckline would have taken me even longer if I had embroidered it. I have a neckline I need to embroider for the companion dress to that. And that dress is nowhere near as done as that dress because you can't finish. You can't close the seams until the neckline is done. Because it's really, really hard to sew something round. <laughs> it's really, really easy to sew it when it's flat. <laughs> so I had to stop the other dress since it's a fancier dress. So, like, much like my shoes, that is an expensive dress. That dress is made out of 100% linen. Wow. From fabricstore.com. Oh, I wore it all. E I wore it until 4 a.m. from uh, 6 o'clock Friday night till 4 a.m. Saturday morning. Comfiest nice. thing I freaking own. You know why? Because it's made to my body measurements. Yeah. I really it's wish that like bespoke clothing was more of a thing. Because my biggest issue is I'm 5'7", and when I'm looking for pants, whether get short or tall, and I'm too tall for the shorts, but too short for the talls, then I discovered trading, and they do jeans by uh, inseam, and it's the first time I've ever actually had jeans that fit me perfectly. Yep, Duluth is great. I'm assuming that's what you said. Yeah, I missed it. But Duluth trading is what we use for Jason's fire hose pants, because they have a lifetime warranty, so they... When you have worn through them, you ship them back, they ship you new pants. Wow. You're paying $50. You're paying $50 a pair for a pair of pants, but you're also getting you can pants pay forever. $50 for a pair of pants that are nowhere near as good with now, without a warranty. Yeah. There, I have <laughs> a pair that I actually need to send back to Duluth. I just, I hate messing with it. I'm going to. I, mean, I you just want to that you're spending on seventy bucks on a bra, and then like three months later, the underwire pops out, and you're like, oh, "Time to go buy a new one." I cut my underwires out of my bras. It's also why I've gone to sports bras. I can't stand underwires; they hurt me really bad. Can't even find a sports bra. That fits. I didn't say my sports bras fit. I said I went to wearing <laughs> sports bras. <laughs> I am a 38 double J. There is no such thing as going into a store and getting a bra off of a shelf. My rib... 34 J, so I hear ya. <laughs> yeah. Band size too small. Boob size too big. Like, even Lane Bryant hey. does not carry anything anywhere near my size. And I got sick of having to have stuff imported from the UK, so I went to Walmart... And got a 38 triple D, quadruple D. I misremember what, what size it is. And those are the sports bras I wear. And are they too big? Or are they too small? Yes. But they stretch. I mean, they're sports bras. So they fit me way better now than yeah. they did when I bought them in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I needed something. Because, I, because I'm, I'm very, very large. And I get yeast infections under my boobs in the summer. So I have to be able oh. to... It, it's very painful. Um, I have to be able to put cloth between it and my it and my ribs to try to, you know, increase circulation so that it... Increase air circulation so that it... That doesn't happen. So I needed something. And wearing an underwire when one has a yeast infection under one's bra, under one's boob, is... Uh, makes you want to murder things. So, oh. I mean, it's... It's easy to take care of, and it's just a thing. It happens when you're a bigger lady. I'm working on becoming a smaller lady, but 
It's just a thing that happens. Sometimes I wish that I could figure out like a good like cool bra design and how I could make it for myself. It just looks so much more comfortable. I have patterns for period bras. My problem is since I'm stereo blind, which I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but um what that means is without my glasses on, I have absolutely no depth perception. My glasses are built such that there are prisms in them that cause my eyes to focus in tandem. And that's what gives you depth perception. So your eyes don't have to focus off of each other. They don't have to be off by very much for you to completely lose your depth perception. So I spent over 30 years of my life living in a cartoon with no depth perception. So because of that, I cannot spatially visualize 3D objects in my brain. Because I have three years of 3D knowledge, basically. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, without my glasses, no depth perception. That's also why I was... It was the 16th anniversary of my 16th birthday before I got a driver's license. I like that way of putting it. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you... They're like back up 50 feet. I don't know what 50 feet looks like. Yeah, I'm terrible at like numbers and sizes and stuff. It's... Well, it's like back up and I'm like... I I can't feel the car. I couldn't feel the car. You know how you sit in a car and you, it, your body just kind of extends to the dimensions of the car. It's called body mapping. So your body will body map to your car. Um, except for Cecily's car, which the tire decided that it wanted to be free. <laughs> and yes. she broke her axle. Yes, I am done with this. <laughs> No more slavery to the axle. I am lady. free. I took a closer look at the wheel today, and there's like a massive rusted crack going around the inside. It's like, oh, okay, that that would be why that happened. Jason okay. says they have full coverage on a car that's only worth five hundred dollars, and I said, uh, yeah, <laughs> they sure do. Well, no, the car is worth more than $500, or the deductible the deductible would be useless. Oh, okay. I assumed the car was not worth anything. <laughs> that was my assumption. How dare you. Well, I mean, granted, I have no idea, but, I mean, it runs quite well. If it runs and you can afford the deductible, it doesn't matter how much the car is worth. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. But the car is old. The car is a beater. We yeah. drive a beater. Yeah. I mean, our beater is only 10 years well, old, I mean, it's only but it 14. is a beater. Oh, okay. My Yukon is older than your car. My Yukon oh, uh, is okay. 20 years old. Mine's 16. Jason's car it doesn't is have heat right now. My Yukon runs pretty well, but as long as you take good care of them, they will pretty much go as long as you ask them. Just gotta take good care of it, which involves a lot of oil changes, because it's almost 300,000 miles. Wow. (laughs) Both of our cars are that high. Jason drives drives over 30 miles one way to work and back every day, so it's like 60 miles a day, five days a week. Anyway, so you're, you you body map to your car, so like if you go to back up, you fit, you can kind of feel the space behind you. But until I had three-dimensional vision, I couldn't do that because to me, the car was flat. <laughs> because to me, everything is flat. <laughs> because I don't know any different. Yeah. So that's the story behind that. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. I hope our listeners love our tangents, because I really do. <laughs> this is this is the only adulting I get all week. I'm just saying. For a second, I was like, wait, what was I talking about today? 
Yeah, we we're we're off topic. I just don't care. Um, whatever. Yep. Yeah, whatever. So minimize your wardrobe. <laughs> yes. Minimize your wardrobe. I know this seems silly, but really, when was the last time you wore the t-shirt in the back of your closet? You know the one I'm talking about. Go turn it into a pillow or get rid of the damn thing. It's taking up space and you don't need like ten of those. <laughs> but it fits and I've got one in every single color. When was the last time you wore one? <laughs> Probably five years because I got rid of them all. Yeah. Other than the black and the gray and the navy blue. Yeah. I've got to go through my closet because I've recently changed my style to wearing uh, sleeveless undershirts and plaid uh, long sleeve shirts, which I wear, which I'll wear, I'll wear year round. And if I get too hot, I have a shirt on under my shirt. I just take my shirt off. I learned to layer when you live when I lived in Texas because even though it gets really hot in Texas, people wear like three layers of clothing because you can always That's take more off. Weird. But if you're only wearing one layer, you can't take more off. It also gives the sweat a chance to evaporate, which will keep you cooler. So that's why you... you know, I guess I could see that. Yeah. So, I layer anyway. I just and wear sleeveless stuff year-round. I don't know how you do... I, well, I'm always freezing, though. I'm wearing smart wool socks, and I'm pretty sure my feet are still cold. I'm used to sleepless, and I always have a sweater or something. I always have, even if I have like a shirt, a short sleeve shirt, a long sleeve shirt on, and a really nice warm pair of pants. If I'm upstairs, I'm still under a blanket. But my mom was always under a comforter. My grandma was always under a comforter, and by God, I'm always under a comforter. <laughs> wow! I came by it naturally. That's part of what makes having a weighted blanket so nice. Because I got a 15-pound weighted blanket for Christmas. And the Ooh. weight helps me feel warm. So, yeah, you're supposed to do like 10 or 15% of your body weight. Now, <laughs> I don't weigh 150 pounds. But 15 pounds is more than enough. I worry sometimes when I wake up and Xandria is in bed with me because she's under the weighted blanket and she only weighs 38 pounds. <laughs> so it's like half of her body weight. <laughs> well, until we figured out what weighted blankets were, Patrick slept under a four pound buckwheat pillow when he was an infant. So <laughs> Xandria sleeps under four comforters because <laughs> she doesn't have a weighted blanket. I should get her one, maybe. She sleeps under like four blankets. Because she also has a cold, she has the brightest room in the house, but it's also the coldest room. Because I think it's north. I can't remember what side of the house that's on. But she has the hottest room in the summer. Yeah, the hottest room in the summer and the coldest one in the winter. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do about it. You just give her more blankets and she's fine. If she's cold, she puts on another shirt. I mean, she's an intelligent almost five-year-old. <laughs> No, for me, I like I do the multiple layers of blankets, but then I also have to have the sheets like tucked in and like super like hospital tucked. So I get the pressure at my feet, and that keeps it all nice and warm and cozy and cuddly. Weighted blanket, man. You need a weighted blanket. I've been looking at them, but they're all like at stupid like the fit that like almost velour, not velour, but like plushy or whatever fabric and I can't touch it. I like, think this is it just microfiber. So I need to find like a good cotton or wool one. And I think this is just microfiber but you can buy duvets for them. Yeah, I can't do my I can't touch microfiber so. Yeah. This, I need a cover for I this pregnant. one. It's I, getting donated. It returned. Yeah. I don't do I don't know what I'll, I'll double check what this one is made out of. I can't remember. It might not be microfiber. I think it is, but I can't remember. I need a cover for it. But I got it for Christmas because it's expensive. <laughs> it was my expensive present for Christmas. Along with your nice new boots. Well, mm -hmm. the blanket came from my in-laws. <laughs> the blanket did not cost near as much as the damn boots. <laughs> like I said, there's a difference between budget buying and budget buying. Some things... You budget by, you have to save up for. Yeah. 
Jason saved up for the boots. Some things you budget buy, you buy cheaply, and you make it yourself. That's true. Or you buy from Walmart where everything is made like shit, and you mend it yourself. As much as you can, as often as you can. Although I will tell you, I do not believe leggings are mendable. It's too stretchy. They're really not. You could probably turn them into something else, though. You could turn them into pillows or something. I might do that with these. I like I like my Halloween leggings. That's why I bought them. That's why I'm still wearing them. That and I only own five pairs of pants and two of them are Halloween leggings. Three of them are Halloween leggings. <laughs> I can't afford more pants. People can get over the fact that I'm wearing Halloween leggings. They're comfortable. And Walmart leggings wear out. I own two. I own two pairs of pants. Yes, but we've talked about this before, Cecily. You don't wear pants. Yes. Yes, because they are not comfy. They are not comfy. I want to wear more dresses, but I don't right now. Because it's winter and I have to go do a chicken coop. I made a dress. It goes mid-shin. Which actually, apparently, is like the perfect freaking length for me. Because I can get in and out of my Yukon without tripping. So, hand-me-downs. We hated them as children. Why in the world do I want to wear my cousin's old clothes? But they're a thing for a damn reason. I got a ton of hand-me-downs when Little Man was a baby because a family friend had finished having kids. She had two boys. She's like, I've got clothes all the way up to size three. And I'm like, I'm coming over. (laughs) I did that. It was was all like, gap and all the really expensive brands that I would never buy anyway, so I said, okay, I'll pick up a couple things from each size and what would Hold on a second. I'm gonna... Well, and like, that's why we do hand-me-downs, so that, you know, that rich person we all know can buy good clothes and then we can all just get the good clothes from them. Or we buy it from the second-hand shop, because I've gotten some really nice clothes for Xander from the second-hand shop for like two bucks. We got, I got so many hand-me-downs. I mean, when she was a newborn, she wore a lot of brand new clothes because everybody gave us clothes. And then my friend Elise, her daughter was uh, 18 months old when Xandria was born. So I got like all of Madeline's stuff. That's a wonderful age, wonderful. Yeah. And now I can have all yeah, of B's stuff, be- well, except for that doesn't work very well since they both wore the exact same freaking size, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> except for That's Xander That's why I asked if we needed a snowsuit. Ah. Because the snowsuit that B is insisting still fits. It really doesn't. But, I mean, it goes on and it's comfy. Is a 14. Yeah, no. Xandria is wearing extra smalls right now. Which is basically a 4T. I mean, it's still t- technically a 4T. But I've moved out of buying her tees and I've moved into buying extra smalls. I found some really nice long sleeve dresses. Now, they're only like knee length dresses, but in the winter, I'll put leggings on under them for her anyway. But I found them at Walmart for like two bucks a thing on the clearance rack. So if you're going to buy from Walmart, clearance nice. is always a good spot to go. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't buy any clothes, but let me rephrase that. Typically, if I'm going to buy her something from Walmart, it costs less than $5. Yes. Typically. Yeah, absolutely. Unless I'm like, oh, I really, really, really love something. And that's not, that might happen once a year. But this child has more clothes than I do. Those clearance racks were amazing when Little Man was just born because they had all the onesies, so I found the designs that I liked, and I got them every single size up to 18 months. And that lasted awesome. me that whole thing. And I spent, like, maybe a buck fifty on each one. So, 25 bucks, and I was golden for onesies for him. Xandria wore the same footed pajamas. They're not, not the exact same ones, but the same style. Until she was, like, 18 months old, they were purple owl pajamas. And her, and we bought them for her Oma and Opa bought them for her when she was a newborn and kept buying the next size up. But we got those we got those from Babies R Us, which obviously you can't get from Walmart. 
I don't know how I'm going to get a Halo when we have another one eventually, I hope. Because those Halo swaddles are lifesavers. Never swaddle your baby with the arms in. What? <laughs> don't do that. It can be dangerous if the baby learns how to roll over because then they can't roll themselves back over. Yeah. So we always mm, swaddled arms out. Because right when you're like, oh, this baby won't roll over. Oh, yes, it will. <laughs> Swaddle arms out. It's just safer. I mean, it's the pressure on the midsection anyway, so it's not like it's a huge deal. But I love those things. The halos are freaking amazing. I never got one. I never used it, so I don't quite understand the whole affinity that everybody has for them, but if it works for you, good. It worked for us. Because she would be very, very... She didn't sleep great for a while. I mean, it's understandable, too. She didn't get, gain her birth weight back till she was, like, a month. <laughs> oh. Or a month and a half. Uh, well, there was a, we had breastfeeding problem. It was... I'm a new mom and don't know what I'm doing. That was pretty much the problem. We were able to fix the problem. <laughs> Yay. And she eats. It wasn't, surprisingly <laughs> enough, it wasn't a problem anymore. I never had a supply problem because we nursed, like, constantly. It was more of a, neither of us know what position is work, is going to work best, and I needed a breastfeeding pillow really, really badly, apparently. But once I, and they were, uh, the ones that our lactation consultant recommended that worked really well. She was also our, oh, she was our, um, GP for Xandria for a long time. We're called My Breast, My Breast Friend. <laughs> and they're like the, they are like the best because I had a few other ones, but those work the best. Um, and I'll put a link to them. Again, got the boppy pillow. I had a boppy. Did not like the boppy. Was the only one that I got, and I was like, I don't feel like another pillow and having to deal with it, so I'm gonna make it work. <laughs> I I did not miss the breastfeeding pillow when I didn't have to use it anymore. The problem is, even oh, as big as I am, there there was too much space between my lap and my boobs, and I couldn't, even before I was arth diagnosed with arthritis, could not hold a baby in that position for long periods. Because I'm sure I've had arthritis longer than I've been diagnosed with arthritis, which has been about two years. Be oh. just nurse laying down a lot. Oh, when I figured out how to nurse laying down, that was a game changer. <laughs> it is, and we need to have this as a topic one day soon. So, hand-me-downs are a thing. I'm betting B wears some, well, at some point, maybe B wore some of Patrick's hand-me-downs. I think at this point, there are too much of a difference between them. Well, we found some of his much smaller stuff, and she has worn it. Um, sometimes really big t-shirts that are just unbearably cool get made into dresses. I've got some t-shirts. Because I've sometimes like they're just them. too cool to let go of. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since they used to be worn by the very cool older brother. I mean, Aww. that just like doubles the coolest. I need to take some t-shirts I have and turn them into like pillows or something. I know t-shirt quilts are totally a thing, but oh I collect God. blankets I and I don't need more. Quilton never did it. It's just like, they're cut up and they look like shit. Tossed them. Yeah. Just a couple for rags, but just tossed them. Yeah. I just need well, to they're sitting them. around for 15 years and you haven't done anything, it's time to say adios. Yeah. Most of my shirts get holes, like, in the stomach area. For some stupid reason, and I they they I need to do something with them. Oh yes, and I'm talking about buying clearance at Walmart. Walmart clearance is a great way to stock up for next season. Because <laughs> summer stuff goes on clearance yeah. around winter. Winter stuff goes on clearance around spring summer. And if you know or have an idea of what size they will be next year. Then I always just, just buy the next size up. I buy. I think I would buy two sizes up, but 
Actually, no, I, I wouldn't. have to go like three sizes up. <laughs> I don't think I buy two sizes up because she's so freaking skinny. She has the diameter of a 18 month old. She is literally like this big. <laughs> She stands sideways, sticks out her tongue, and she's a zipper. I don't... I don't know how this is possible. Mommy weighs about 205 pounds. Daddy weighs about 300. I do not know how this child is a zipper. <laughs> and Mommy and Daddy are both working on it. But Daddy's just a big guy. I mean, this is the way he's built. Mommy has other issues. <laughs> Very understandable. Yes. So, did you... You had notes for tonight, Letty. I did. Let me see. I think we've covered most of it. Um, so we'll try to go through this quickly. But, like, number one, shop smart. You know what you're going to wear and what you won't. So, don't buy something to cool everybody else has it so you can buy it like if you know you're not going to wear it don't buy it or if it's just for a one time deal don't buy it no fast um, fashion buying you're gonna wear, if there's something you're going to wear a lot go ahead and spend like this is where you, like, you look at your budget and spend more money on it because you want the better quality you want it to last longer like great boots like I I now have gotten rid of all of my jeggings except for one pair that's nice. Two pairs of like workout leggings, and then my two pairs of Duluth jeans, and my one pair of overalls. And that's it. I wear the jeans 90% of the time. Like I wear one pair today, the different next pair tomorrow. Um, but I got them on sale. I was told when there was a nice clearance going on at Duluth. So I didn't spend the full price on them but they're the most comfortable teeth i've ever worn then what i do is i'm more frugal on my accessories i wear the tank tops from walmart i wear flannels from walmart and then duluth this and just had a big sale so i stocked up on tank tops from there they're all like five or six dollars a piece and i got the ones with the bra in so i'm going to see how those work <laughs> I'd say get back like, to me, but it would it. never work for me. <laughs> <laughs> but you pair those with your comfy, like your jeans, your pants, and they're golden, you know? I, it's just like with dresses. You don't need a ton of dresses. Get one good little black dress, another one that's got some color in it. Wear the same pair of black flats or heels with black dresses. And you don't have to worry. And my other thing is, like, I always navigate my closet at the end of the season. And I always have a bag or a box of stuff to donate. If I'm not wearing it, somebody else can. Um, and then I have another thing, just for anything that they need to get mended. Not that I do much of that. <laughs> if I've got a threadbare shirt, I'll rip out the seams and cut it up to use a rag, especially for, like, between the windows and mirrors. Taken old sweaters before, and I've cut them up to make mittens or slippers, hats, leg warmers for little kids. Um, and I've just been one to never try to keep up with current fashion. I just want to be comfortable. So who cares what I'm wearing? I don't keep up with fashion. I make my own fashion. I wear what's comfortable. Yeah. Who's gonna judge me anyway? I'm a stay-at-home mom. It's not like Zandria cares. <laughs> My the other moms care. at Walmart on a Tuesday at 11 think I'm crazy for wearing what I'm wearing. They got bigger issues to deal with. Yeah. Not other things to worry about. I am wearing clothes. I am not indecent. Get over it. Like, hey, I got out of the house today. So did you. Good job. Yeah. I gotta wear this stupid thing on my face, but I got out of the house. Ugh. Jason saw a double massacre at Whole Foods yesterday. I saw a triple mascara at Costco this morning. Oh god. I How say, do you breathe through three masks? It was it was two masks and the clear face shield. Oh. 
I wow. got dirty because I had my mask pulled down. I was talking to the little man. You could tell the person's like, oh my God, how dare you? You're going to kill me. And I was like, you're going to kill yourself. Barely breathe. <laughs> I heard somebody on a show I was watching on YouTube the other day say they think that double and triple masking is just a way to normalize autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, hmm. I've gone to wearing the crappiest masks I can find. I mean, I've got the, I've got two, three that you made for me, Ray, and mm-hmm. these in my car. One stays in my diaper bag I take with me everywhere, and then I just have a super cheap one. But that way, if I'm with somebody that needs one, I'm like, here you go. Yeah, I've gone to wearing the super cheap ones just. Because I, I, I wear, I don't know if you wear glasses, Letty. I wear glasses and my masks are really good, but they fog my glasses up really bad. As a matter of fact, like everything fogs my glasses up really badly. I don't tie the bottom part. I just leave the bottom, <coughs> bottom thing. So I haven't really had too much of an issue. I should try that. I mean, I but have. I also get <laughs> you get what? Properly. And I'm like, dude mask below your nose so don't give me that crazy look yeah right it's just uh, i'm over all of this in so many ways i am just over i heard that's the biggest thing i swear mm-hmm. it's just i don't know we are still off topic <laughs> yeah, it happens cecily closing thoughts Oh, like summing up the entire episode, or? Yeah. What are your closing thoughts Um, for this topic? (laughs) Well, it could be really fun to go really, really cheap on clothes just because of the number of things that you can turn into other things for basically nothing. Like, B has dresses of superheroes that don't exist in dress form because I add skirts to stuff and buy remnant fabric. And it's a lot of fun if you're into like pop culture type t-shirts, like superheroes, basically. Um, You can get the t-shirts at Goodwill for like $3. And if you keep patching creatively, they will last forever. And it's awesome. That is awesome. I feel like you just Patrick did your... had very okay. creative genes when he was little because I would take bright pat bright patterned fabric to put over any any holes and stuff. He had a black pair of jeans that I mended with tiger print fabric that my brother referred to as Patrick's David Lee Roth jeans. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, yes, my four-year-old is that cool. Yes. That is awesome. Letty, what are your closing thoughts? Just be smart about your clothes, you know? Don't be a fool who has to have that giant ass closet to fit everything small and make sure that they're actually like something to hey, commend yourself or they're at least good quality but they're gonna last forever yeah and i think mine is if you if you can find one near you goodwill outlets aka buy the pound goodwill you should check it out it's really cool it's a great way to spend an afternoon when you don't have the kids. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I don't very often. Yeah, we need a weekend. We need a weekend. We have to convince all three of the husbands, though. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> right. And with that, we are the 80s Mom Podcast. You can find us on 
anything that is not legacy social media. Mostly we are on MeWe and we have a website, 80smompodcast.com. At MeWe, we are 80s Mom Podcast. Our email is show at 80smompodcast.com. And we hope you have a great week. Remember, you can do this. Budgeting clothing, it's entirely possible. Have a great week.